Barely Research Facts is a facts-based show, Barely, brought to you by Artnadas, a content arts and events company based in India. The show is a trip-down dissection lane of words. Every episode, the host, Shar, and me, Ragni, choose one word and deep dive into it. Every interesting fact we can find, we research, somewhat casually, and bring to you, pairing it with some good humor and casual chat between two friends. We've got a fact pack season two with the usual great facts and good chat, and we're throwing in some guests this season to help us get you facts with that expert edge. Hi, guys. Hi, and welcome to the seventh episode of our second season. We're going in the opposite direction to our previous episode on the word moon. So this episode's word is sun. We discuss the importance or the lack thereof of perineum sunning, which basically is the scientific term for suns out, bums out, folks. Or we also talk about that time North Korea landed the first man on the sun in a mere 21-hour-long round trip. And then we discuss our newest space investigation superhero, the James Webb Telescope and its superhero cape. Enjoy the show. So as Rodney mentioned in the intro... I wanted to talk about a fad. Well, it's a fad. It's nothing more than a fad. And in terms of fads, whether you're talking about wellness fads, fashion fads, or any other kind, we're sort of at like the peak level of like fads year on year. <laughs> they just get worse if possible, if that's possible. And in terms of BRF, we're not only about giving you interesting information. We're also about smashing bogus information. <laughs> and with that in mind, I want to bring up this new self, quote unquote, self-care method. It's basically sunning your <clears throat> butthole. <laughs> wow, you try to be delicate about it as you said it. With a little, you know, with a little throat clear. <laughs> Just a small throat clear. That's the indication that something unpleasant is going to follow. <laughs> so... And this isn't, it's not new. Um, I saw it on, a, on an episode of Crazy Rich Asians, which is, you know, everybody watched that show, right? It's not a guilty yeah. pleasure. Everyone watches it. Mm, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, it started to gain momentum, just like any old turd rolling down a hill. And uh, this is mostly thanks to like a few social media influencers, where, which are the, you know, the font of all good information is social yes. media influencers. Yes. <laughs> So apparently an Instagram user, um, so they came up with these, uh, this Instagram post showing three completely nude men lying down on their backs, butts to the sky, soaking up some rays. And literally their legs were like in a V shape. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the Instagram, uh, well, the video, in the video he says, in a mere 30 seconds of sunlight on your butthole, you will receive more energy from this electric node than you would in an entire day being outside with your clothes on. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even till here, it's like sort of believable. I don't know. I feel like I'd still be like, no, thank you very much. But that's, you know, that's only for me. <laughs> it's not, it's not for <laughs> I'm going to be hanging out in your front yard. No, front yard, wow. <laughs> With my front yard on display. <laughs> yeah, backyard rather. Yeah. <laughs> so in a world where where vagina tightening jade eggs and anti-aging blood infusions are actually available to like the rich and stupid, um, this seems relatively innocent, like except for maybe the, the odd neighbor that probably catches you and is scarred for life. Um, it's... <laughs> It's mostly innocent. And apparently this practice, quote unquote practice, is an ancient Taoist thing of that originated. 
I know. I mean, God, God Almighty. Yeah. I mean, just Charles, if it has to be a thing here. Yeah. If it's anything <laughs> weird attributed to an ancient Eastern philosophy, and people yeah, will likely yeah. believe you. Yeah. Uh, but like you know, like us here, we at BRF, we believe nothing just because it's ancient doesn't mean it's beneficial. Uh, or real. Ancient, <laughs> or real. <laughs> yeah. Some other ancient practices that were bonkers: virgin sacrifices child marriages, drugging and sacrificing children, which you have you probably heard in our episode Mummy, if you have managed to listen to it. Our first ever episode, right, Ragni? No, our first ever pilot episode, our 22nd episode uh, released. No, look at me. I'm so like... I, how do you know my fingers. <laughs> I know. I'm very I impressed with myself right now. Um, I was shocked into silence. Um, so, yeah. So, just a super quick ca- clarification. Your perineum is a super thin area of skin and tissue between your vagina or penis and the anus. Um, and no, you should should not be exposing it to sunlight, according to people with actual <laughs> medical degrees. <laughs> they don't... Uh, it's, <laughs> it's apparently... Um, not apparently. It is a really delicate tissue present over there so why do anything to antagonize the tissue um, but then how are you going to get all the energies <laughs> by keeping your mouth shut and by just like not yeah, spreading preserve rubbish it, preserve the energy yeah, instead. yeah. <laughs> keep it internal and leave <laughs> Um, But also, I mean, I just wanted to like point out that this global wellness market, it's valued at $4.75 trillion. So no wonder people are doing stupid rubbish like this. I was like, oh, is is just the butt stunning market and (laughs) the value? And then I was like, no, no, no. (laughs) Can you imagine? (laughs) (laughs) The poor son would be like, please stop. Please just stop flashing me. (laughs) I'm done. I'm leaving. (laughs) I'm done. Um, but so this does that's, remind me of this other, uh, there is this other pseudoscience uh, called sun gazing, which oh is basically, God. yeah, I know. No, no, but it's not, it's not as, uh, it's not, uh, it's not. As stupid. It, it <laughs> it's as stupid, uh, but it probably okay. won't offend sensibilities as much if you were to catch somebody doing oh, okay, it. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's basically looking directly into the sun and uh, it was, <laughs> yeah, and it's supposed to, so it started off with this, uh, I mean, I did a little bit of research around it, but I remember, the, so there's this gentleman called, William Horatio Bates, who was an American physician, and then he started it to, he created the Bates method, which is basically looking at the sun directly and apparently it cures eye-related ailments. Uh, no, it does not do it. There were multiple, multiple papers released that said, please don't do this. It's disastrous. <laughs> um, but then also closer home, well, for me at least, uh, there was uh, this gentleman called Hira Ratanmanik, who was mm-hmm. a big proponent of sun gazing. as a, And he didn't do it for like, eye ailments he did because he believed that all you need is to gaze into the sun at some points in the day and then you know you'd get all the energy of the sun you didn't need food water anything to survive um, I don't know how far wow. it's true but uh, he did die at the age of 85 and I think he kept doing this till he was like well into his 80s and wow. his wife died at 81 and yeah but uh, uh, he's known to have done these like insanely long fasts which is like these like his first fast was like a 211 day long fast yikes yeah, then he set the, like the world record with a 411-day fast. I don't know what the, what the obsession with the number 11 is. <laughs> yeah, but then he, he did sort of, but people still are like, uh, there may have been other reasons attributed to his long health, like long life and health and wellness. Yeah, I think people with good genes need to just attribute it to good genes. Yeah. Not... I don't know, maybe someone like turned around so I'm like sneaking a kebab in or something. <laughs> <laughs> that would explain it. And he was like, oh, I'm not eating anything else. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, sun gazing. Less offensive but equally ridiculous. 
Oh, gosh. Yeah, so you can thank us at BRF for your uh, myth-busting. You're welcome. Now, from the completely ludicrous to the fully scientific, <laughs> I wanted to talk Truly. about the James, I know, the James Webb Telescope. Now, I, I'm not going to harp on about the telescope itself because the episode's related to the sun. So we're going to talk about its sun shield. Oh. I know, it's just... I. Every time we talk about space or sending people into space or mechanics in space or anything really to do with space, my mind is blown and I'm, I'm very vocal about it. So excuse me if I say that over and over again. Like so The fact that you said space about seven times in one sentence. Yes, yes. Take it and enjoy. So James Webb, the Space Telescope, was launched on the 25th of December in 2021 on an Ariane rocket from French Guyana. And... So the telescope itself is regarded as like the successor to the Hubble Space Observatory, which is, I can't believe it, but it's over 30 years old now. I've heard about it my entire life, like, you know, from from everyone in my family about uh, how, you know, groundbreaking it was. And, and now to think that 30 years later, we're on to its super amazing successor. Um, so the Webb Telescope does will do similar science to Hubble, but with like next generation technologies. It's already we've already seen some of the photographs that have come back from it, and um, mind blowing is one way of yeah. Discu- uh, yeah. know, describing them. So, what enabled the telescope to take these pictures safely and and without any damage from light, essentially, is this mm. cape. It's superhero cape, which is a tennis court sized sun shield. So the James Webb Space Telescope will observe faint distant objects in the infrared light. And because heat also travels as infrared radiation, it needs to operate under very finicky temperature conditions. It can't have other sources of heat. It'll just swamp the any kind of information that it's trying to acquire. So the shade that this sunshield will cast brings the temperature of the instruments to below minus 230 degrees celsius and that's important it sounds ludicrous but it's actually <laughs> it's actually the perfect operating temperature for these um, these mechanisms oh. so the sun shield has like it's i'm not going to go into too much detail describing the sun shield because you don't you can read that on the internet you don't want it from like a non-sciencey person like <laughs> me but uh, the sun shield separates the observatory into like a warm sun facing side, which is approximately 230 degrees Fahrenheit and a cold side, which is like minus 394 degrees Fahrenheit. It has five layers and it's each successive layer sort of blocks out more and more of the heat until you get like the super cool side. The The material that it's made of, it's called Captain. Again, something I'd never heard of before, but you know, you live and you learn. <laughs> So it's like this film that was developed in like the 60s. It has high heat resistance and remains stable across a wide range of temperatures from like minus 269 to plus 400 degrees Celsius, which is insane. Have I said wow, that before? Yeah. I haven't heard it before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank God. Someone's learning something. <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't melt. It doesn't burn. Basically just remains stable. And it has been used before in space missions. It's been used, it's it's used in like, you know, to keep um, technological bits cool. Don't ask me more about that. I'm just going to leave that there. <laughs> technological bits cool. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well done. Well, well explained. You're very welcome. If your butthole was like a technological bit, it'd keep it cool. Let's just say. <laughs> Let's just say that that's what it would do. <laughs> so apparently it's been used on so many lunar missions that the lunar like the surface of the moon has like 
bits of captain flying around. In fact, Neil Armstrong recalled that when the Apollo 11 ascended from the lunar surface, he could see captains scattering all around the area for great distances. So it's like just floating around. So if an alien ever did manage to land on the moon, he'd be like, what is this crap? (laughs) (laughs) Humans and their rubbish again. (laughs) But um, yeah, so that's the material. And then the last thing I want to talk about is... The actual um, sun shield was was sort of folded together in a very complicated way with many pins. And it, to describe it in the words of one of the engineers, you end up with 25 to 30 layers of membrane. You have pinholes that have to all line up so you can put a pin through them. And then they have to line up every time you fold. So they had to develop machinery to, to do that for them. So... It's a bit mad. And the whole thing was packed into the nose of this rocket. So um, once it was in space uh, and the telescope had been released, about three or four days later, they unfurled the sun shield and it went perfectly. And, um, you know, it's it's doing its job. And there's a video that we will put in the blog of the James Webb telescope detaching itself from the rocket and, and sort of floating away. And honestly, it brought me to tears. <laughs> Wow! it was I know Ragini you have to watch it and you have to react yeah you tell us your reaction of what you felt um, because this sap over here was crying (laughs) (laughs) yeah but talk about packing efficiently man I know I mean just to say the unfolding and tensioning of the sun shield it involved 139 of Webb's 178 release mechanisms, 70 hinge assemblies, 8 deployment motors, roughly 400 pulleys, and 90 individual cables totaling almost half a kilometer in length. Wow. I mean, if that's not human magnificence at its best, I mean, ugh, I just, yeah, it's going to make me tear up again. <laughs> Okay, yeah, well, but you go, you go, like you go. Moment. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm going to actually change the mood a bit so that you can, uh, you can compose yourself. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I have, a, like, I have quite an amusing story, actually. It's about the time North Korea uh, apparently sent out confirmed reports about having landed the first man on the sun. Oh, wow. So, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah, and he did it like in a, in a span of like some twenty one hours, huh? like four hours, like straight up on sun, hung out there for a bit, came back with some things for like came back, wow, supreme leader. Yeah, he came back in seventeen hours. I don't know what the round trip, like the trip back, took so long, but 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 okay. To be fair, North Korea never really claimed to do the, to have done this. Oh, yeah. But to go back, so in Jan 2014, these reports came out that North Korea had apparently confirmed having successfully landed the first man on the sun. And given what we know in general about North Korea's state-run propaganda machinery, given like just like, you know, and the kind of news that comes out of their country, including like, you know, uh, apparently in 2012, there was uh, a news report that say, it said that they had, they had discovered a layer of unicorns, like ancient unicorns written by ancient Koreans. Oh. Okay. At some point, there was also this absolutely like ridiculous claim that uh, Kim Jong Il, who was the former supreme leader of North Korea, held golf clubs for the first time ever in his life, and then basically like scored. Now this is where like I don't really understand this, but scored no less than a birdie hole on his way to the to a world record of thirty eight under thirty four. I don't play golf. I I've tried once. <laughs> I'm terrible at it. But apparently, this is a one 
once in a lifetime score beating the then actual record by an american golfer and it's almost almost definitely impossible to achieve but not korea so this is the kind of news that has been coming out of the country but so obviously when some people heard that north korea said that they've landed a person on the sun they were like of course north korea said they landed a person on the sun <laughs> and then it was reported that astronaut hung il gong left for the sun on a specially designed rocket ship at approximately 3 am in the morning and you know he did this because you know this was to avoid the harsh glares of the sun so he decided to leave late in the night <laughs> and then four hours later in the early hours of the morning when the sun was still cool he landed his craft on the far side of of the sun <laughs> the far side and it is understood that the 17 year old space explorer please note how the language just changes suddenly space explorer traveled at night <laughs> to avoid being engulfed by the sun rays i'm not making this up and that he then came back and he brought uh, while he was on the sun he collected sunspot samples to bring back to the supreme leader as a present and when he came back at uh, he was expected to return he got back home by 9 pm and uh, he met with his <laughs> uncle and supreme leader yeah so all of this was news that came out now but the twist is that as hilarious as this is and as quick it's as the world was to pick up yeah <laughs> it's true exactly this didn't actually happen <laughs> no but not only is the news fake but poor things north korean never even put the news out Uh-oh. there is this yeah there was there's a satirical irish news website called waterford whispers which is basically the onion but like irish and they were clearly like satirizing north korea's propensity for propaganda but the problem was that they sent it out world news across like i mean news agencies across the world picked it up and they were like yeah this is so everyone reported it as true news that it was coming from north korea north korea was like but we never did this guys we never said this <laughs> Wouldn't it be amazing if North Korea took credit and they were like, yes, yeah, were like, it yeah. was a secret yeah, mission, <laughs> but everybody knows now, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but also like, you know, I mean, you can't really blame anybody because, you know, you cry wolf on too many times. And yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, and by no means are we on the side of North Korea, guys. Just, just <laughs> letting you know. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you should clarify that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so okay so this was um, we'll include the 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 entire piece in the blog it's quite an amusing read however there is a day of the sun holiday in north korea which is basically as big a deal for them as like christmas or diwali or whatever is for like us it is to of course it's to mark the anniversary of kim il sung mm. uh, who's the founder of the current rule of north korea and basically grandpa kim person no i'm not going to say that okay so also like <laughs> yeah So I was actually trying to because I keep getting confused who's who and then I realized I love seeing wikipedia pages of dictators because the accomplishments are just like endless like that <laughs> column on the side it goes on and on especially uh, if you make the accomplishments up then you can have an endless <laughs> list <laughs> But the day of the sun is basically a public holiday in North Korea on the 15th of April on his birth anniversary uh it's been an official holiday since 1968 and what people so North Koreans will visit locations that have a connection with the uh, with with their leader's life such as like all of his many 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 statues that are scattered across the country his birthplace in the capital and the state does r- really warm things as well for its citizens like it provides them more food and electricity than is usually available for those 3 days because obviously it's a 3 day function it's not a one day birthday uh <laughs> and they give out like candy and stuff to children so yeah it's mm. uh, like like <laughs> just like it sounds so like you will go and you will visit every statue that we have ever put up but this is what we will do for you yeah yeah so actually yeah, and it basically starts on the 16th of feb festival begins on the 16th of feb and then around in april around the middle of april is when they have these three days of like massive celebrations and that is the day of the sun so that is a real thing oh interesting 
Okay. Uh, them having landed a man on the sun. Not so real. Not so real thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you know, here at BRF, like I said, we're not only about sharing facts. We're also about myth busting. So. <laughs> yeah. All myths confirming. <laughs> yeah. Whether it's true or not, yeah. It's, and being on the side of dictators. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> Um, so continuing in the vein of myth busting, I want to talk about, uh, now listen, I don't know okay. all the myths that, I have, <laughs> that I've ever been, but apparently one of the myths about Archimedes is that he used mirrors to focus the sun's rays on a, on a fleet of ships and made them catch fire and basically won a, won a battle. Um, <laughs> wow. Now, when I first yeah, all you need is one sentence to describe the ridiculousness. Um, so, not to not to be a party pooper, but that's impossible. So, the they did the math essentially. A. A. Mills and R. Clift calculated that 440 flat square meter mirrors would be needed to smolder wood, smolder, not set fire to, smolder wood at a distance of 50 meters. And even then, smoldering wood can be extinguished, obviously, by a, by, by an alert soldier with like the boot of his heel. With like or, water all around him. Or spit. <laughs> like, you don't even have to, not even a bucket do you have to get like to the ocean. You can just spit on it. Yeah, let me just tap it. <laughs> It would have been impractical for the Greeks to produce, perfectly align, and then effectively use 440 said mirrors in 214 BC. Like, they did amazing things, but, you know, this one, not so much. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, the problem is threefold. Firstly, the ships that are far enough away to safely assault with sunlight, (laughs) sounds such a ridiculous statement, would be too far away to reliably focus the sunlight. Secondly, the ships are made out of seaworthy wood, which means it's harder to light than paper. And third, sunlight only carries so much energy, even if perfectly focused. So it it would take, obviously, like I said, a huge mirror or many mirrors to focus the sunlight enough. Now, why are we myth-busting this? Well, you know, I'm sure... That there is a student somewhere who's copy pasted this, <laughs> copy and pasted this into some sort of paper, and this is your warning, student. Stop, because <laughs> what yeah. you're doing is ridiculous. Just stop. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm always impressed with people who can scientifically pursue, you know, a certain train of thought and be like, like you know, like this. This sounds ridiculous at the offset itself, but like these two guys just went and like pursued it and yeah. scientifically broke it down to like tell you what it can and cannot do. I love it. Uh, I love yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, Mythbusters is a, the show Mythbusters is, is exactly for this reason, isn't it? It's, <laughs> it's silly science for the most part. But yeah. I mean, it's proper science establishing silly, <laughs> like, Curious. Uh, sorry. Hypothesis. Yeah. I don't know where I was going with that, but you know, you finished it for me. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, I mean, so with that confusing ending, we're at the end of our myth-busting episode. Um, and we hope you liked it. Go to the blog for additional information, the video that will make you cry, and, and the full story about the Korean Sunhawks. Okay, uh, also, if you have enjoyed the episode, as always, if you're listening to the episode on iTunes or Spotify, go ahead and give us a rating, preferably a five-star. That would be really great. Thank you very much. If you really enjoyed the episode, maybe even give us a review. It really, really helps us as an independent podcast. Also, we say this every episode, but you do know this by now. We have a 
newsletter that goes out, well, now it goes out twice a month because we've just been able to pack it with so much information. Uh, it's called Properly Relevant. It's sent out by our parent company, Art Now Thus. And if you haven't already, you absolutely have to subscribe to it. It is completely free, completely spam free as well. And it's just a ton of great information. So go ahead and give that a shot. I second that, guys. It's pretty amazing. It is, Lots right? to yeah. learn in there. Yeah. We're all very proud, as you can tell. So yeah, and it's easy enough to sign up. Just go to our website. We're at www.artnowthus.in. Or you could hit the link in our bio on Instagram. We're at Barely Research Facts there. And drop us a follow if you haven't already. There's some really fun behind-the-scenes stuff. There's a lot of facts that we don't get to put in the full episode, but we always put them out on Instagram. So check that out. And as always, our episode was edited by Mohit Chandelier. Music for the podcast is by Charita Arora. We will see you with a brand new word in a couple of weeks. Until then, take care and yeah, we'll see you soon, you guys. Bye.